back to the Prop JC Leadership Podcast. So great to have you on. Uh, I've said this before and I want to continue to say thanks so much for being on this journey with me. It means a great deal. And um, hopefully, my hope is that there's a lot of value that's added to you, to your life, to your business, to your team, to your organization. All of this is incredibly important. It's the reason why we do what we do. Today, I want to talk about this idea of change. And especially in the time that we're living in right now, I, I was just sitting in the other day um, um, in a meeting, uh, a group of faculty at the university where I work here in San Diego, and we were talking about this new wave of AI, and especially for the students that we teach, chat GPT, which has become a recent friend to a lot of our uh, students <laughs> and so changes in the air and I gotta be honest with you I'm sitting there and I'm listening to this conversation about chat GPT and AI and, and and even in my field there's at least for me I didn't hear anybody else say this in the meeting but I'm having this sense of trepidation that oh my goodness is this is this thing gonna take over my job one day is it gonna be able to do everything that I can do and the reality is yes in a lot of ways that's probably a rational fear to have because um, AI, not just ChatGPT, but AI is doing a lot of jobs that human beings um, have historically done. And I've even seen it in kind of the training business where you'll see uh, new AI models that are that are cropping up and they are uh, they're doing corporate trainings. And that's kind of in my field, you know, teaching corporate trainings, that kind of stuff. And so I was wondering, man, you know, is this going to take over? But then, you know, I had to realize that this is change. It's happening. There's nothing I can do. I can't stop it. I can't, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't make it go faster. I can't make it go slower. I just got to get on board. But change is really, really tough. And it's tough for human beings. It's tough for organizations. It's tough for organizations because it's tough for human beings. And human beings are what makes up a, um, a typical organization. Uh, now, maybe down the road, it'll be a bunch of AI bots <laughs> that make up an organization. Who knows? But right now, it's human beings. And human beings, as you know, we wrestle with this idea of change. So I, I've got this little book here, and it's a John Maxwell book. It's called The Difference Maker. And in 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 the book, um, he talks about this idea of change, and he talks about why people resist change and and as a matter of fact, uh, one of the main reasons he gives for people resisting change is the first reason is that people resist change because of personal loss, right? And so anytime we think that a new change is going to, you know, it's it's going to cause us to lose something, we're going to resist that change as much as we can. So if there's a change that we think might might cost us our job, then we're going to resist that change. If there's a change that we think might cost us a relationship, you know, I've, I've, I've seen this before. Um, people hinder other people from changing because they don't want to lose them. They, they see that loss coming or they sense a loss that's coming and they decide, I don't want to lose this person. So I'm going to make sure that I do whatever it takes to not have that, that, that sense of loss. And so I don't want them to change. I'm not going to change. So we're going to stay the same. I've seen a lot of couples do that. They kind of get to some place and they stagnate there because if either one of them changes or they both change, they're probably 
afraid of losing each other. And so they just kind of stay the same. But what this podcast is talking about is um, how can we, how can we move through change? How can we do it well? Right. How, how do we, how do we move through a change successfully? So John Maxwell gives um, six different ways. I'm just going to give you three today. Three things that I want you to consider as you're thinking about the change maybe in your own life or things that are changing around you. I just want you to consider these things. He, he says this, I'm on page 88 in the book, The Difference Maker. He says this, the keys to dealing with change successfully are having a good attitude toward it and being prepared to meet it. So it starts with our mindset, this understanding that it's going to happen, and then being prepared. So that means we have to do whatever work we have to do to make sure that we're prepared for any of the change that's coming our direction. And so with the example that I just gave, which is AI, which is probably something that other people wrestle with as well, it's important we just have an attitude around it, a positive attitude around it, and say, hey, it's here. And, and to be honest with you, there's a lot of amazing things that AI can do in chat GPT and a lot of these things. It's incredible. I'm just, I'm just learning about all this. I'm sitting in these meetings hearing about it. I'm thinking, man, this is incredible. And so it's, it's shifting that mindset. And then for someone like me, it's really important to prepare. Well, well for you as well, for any change that you're looking at, we've got to prepare for it. Um, I remember years ago, my therapist would say, anytime I was feeling anxiety about something, she would say, anxiety is lessened with a plan. Anxiety is lessened with a plan. And so I, I would be getting all anxious about this. And she said, well, have you planned for it? Have you mapped this out? Have you looked through it? I'd say, no, I haven't done any of that. Well, you know, well, let's get on that. And I found that every single time that that happens, if there's a plan in place, the anxiety just creeps all the way down. It's amazing how it works. And uh, so, again, it starts with that. This is kind of foundational, that good attitude and then being prepared. And then there are three things that John Maxwell, um, here's some tips that he gives us. The number one is this change will happen whether you like it or not. He goes on to say this. It's said that a Duke of Cambridge once said any change at any time for any reason is to be deplored. <laughs> We've probably all known somebody like that who they're looking at this idea of change and they're just thinking, man, I don't want it. Don't give it to me. I like things the way they are. Uh, but here's the deal. The world is consistently changing. I mean, just think back 10 years ago. Whatever your life is like right now, whatever stage you're in, just go back 10 years and think about what was different then. What was different, you know, digitally? Well, what was different organizationally? What was different on TV? What was different in terms of clothes and styles? Everything in this world that we live in is consistently changing. And um, so that's number one. We just have to realize it's coming. And we can sit there and resist it. We can move to some little town somewhere and and try to resist change. And there are towns out there which don't change. You know, that's where people typically I found they stick in places like that when they fight change. I remember growing up in a little city, uh, a small town back in Indiana, and people would talk about how the world is changing. Well, we're not going to let that happen here. 
it's going to be stable here. We're not going to let that happen here. And there was something good about that, something about, you know, good about growing up in a world like that that was just so stable that no matter what happens, I mean, I can drive back there to to this day and rarely do I see anything new happening there. I mean, they've had some new restaurants, new, but kind of the core of what that town is like is has remained the same. And I think for a lot of people who stay there, that that's kind of a good thing. They, they like that stability and nothing wrong with that. Uh, but I do think it's living in some kind of an alternate reality when we do that to ourselves. Well, I'm just going to live somewhere where there's not very much change. The big world out there, the world where things are happening. And I think that's the, I think that's the biggest lesson when, when we're talking about point number one is that things are going to change, whether you like it or not, especially when you're doing something big, especially when you're living in a big area, especially when you're, you're pursuing what I would call the big life. You're going to have to deal with it. Consistent and constant change always happening. Or probably have to relegate, you know, yourself to an area of the country where there's not much change happening. Um, and again, there's benefits to it, but I for for myself, and I'm guessing for those of you who are listening, the leaders on the call, uh, we we embrace change, we understand the importance of it, and we want to stay on this path. So that's number one is just change is going to happen whether you like it or not, especially the larger the life that you're having, the bigger things that you're pursuing. Uh, if you live near cities or urban centers, you're going to experience a lot more change is consistently happening. No, number two, I think is really key. Without change, there can be no improvement. Without change, there can be no improvement. This goes back to this idea. I've talked about this on the podcast before, this idea of creative destruction. Creative destruction that that at every minute we live with the law of in- of in of entropy, which states that everything consistently it 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 reaches an apex and then it and then it moves towards it moves towards death. Hate to say it, that's kind of depressing. But everything, you buy a car, you drive it off the lot, right? It loses, you know, it loses value within the first five minutes you drive it off the lot, and it just it keeps going downhill. You, it's rare that you're going to buy a car unless you have creative destruction, watch this, but it's rare that you're going to buy a car and let it stay in the state that it's in. And and it's going to, it's going to grow in value. The only way that car grows in values is if over time you're constantly replacing things, you're putting that car through creative destruction. So creative destruction, what it is, it's, it's, it's destructing something, but it's doing it creatively. It's out with the in, or excuse me, out with the old in with the new. So it's consistently looking at our lives. It's looking at our teams, our organizations and saying, what are all the old things I need to get rid of so I can bring in the new? And any system only has enough space for a certain amount of things. Okay. You can't have a whole bunch of old things in in a closed system or any kind of a system and try to get something new in there. The only way you get new in is you got to get rid of the old, right? So that's that idea of creative destruction. And with creative destruction, there becomes improvement. Things change, right? Continuous improvement is a term you've probably heard before. But but continuous improvement means we have to let certain things die. We've got to let certain things go. We have to kill off certain things. Again, in our personal lives, in our teams, our organizations. Because as this says, without change, there is no 
uh, there is no improvement. John MacArthur writes here, page 89, General Douglas MacArthur stated, life is a lively process of becoming. If you haven't added to your interest within the past year, if you're thinking the same old thoughts, relating the same personal experiences, having the same predictable reactions, rigor mortis of the personality has set in. And then John John Maxwell goes on to state, if you don't change the direction you're going, then you're likely to end up where you're headed. I like that one right there. If you don't change the direction you're going, then you're likely to end up where you're headed. When you want something you've never had, then you have to do something you've never done. This means changing. So it starts with this, with this, with this understanding that change is going to happen whether we like it or not. It's just, it's just the way of the world. In most areas, you can find areas that aren't changing, but usually those are kind of backwoods, small places. Not much is, not much is happening there. Not much innovation. And you have to ask yourself the question, is that the life that you want for yourself? Number three, the final thing that John Maxwell has to say, he says, make a commitment to pay the price for change. Make a commitment to pay the price for change. He goes on to write, American dramatist and screenwriter Sidney Howard remarked, one half of knowing what you want is knowing what you must give up before you give it. John Maxwell goes on, he says, change always costs you something. If not monetarily, then in time, energy, and creativity. In fact, if change doesn't cost you anything, then it's not a real change. In this book, I like what he has to say, that there is a cost to change. And so he has this little diagram here, and it says this, change equals growth. And change equals grief. Change equals growth. That means you're going to move in it, hopefully in a better direction. But that same change that's going to put you in a better direction, you know, can also equal grief. Think about the first time you left home. I want you to think about that. For me, it was the United States Army signed up to do that and landed myself at Fort Benning, Georgia and went from Fort Benning, Georgia and went back home for a few days, but then landed myself in Korea, South Korea. Uh, great year. But it was my first time to leave home. And what you think about you, whether it was college or you moved out, you know, you moved somewhere else, you moved down the, you know, you moved down the street, you moved maybe cities, you moved states, maybe, maybe you went to, Maybe you joined the military. You had other things that took you out. You knew that that change was going to be important for you. If you're going to college, you knew that, hey, this is the right step for me to take. If you were getting a job in another town, you had to move. You knew it was the right thing. Maybe it was for a relationship, whatever it was. You knew all of this was good. It was going to lead to growth. It was going to lead to something exciting. But at the same time, it caused you grief. It caused you pain. Why? Because you're leaving the old behind. It's what you know. And this is what I have found keeps most people held back. It's, 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 the, it's the grief they have to experience. 
And it's also because they just don't like it, right? It's that sense of loss, but it goes back to what we talked about. It's that sense of loss. If I'm going to change, if I'm going to grow, it means I can't stay where I'm at, but where I'm at is, is, is pretty good. I heard a, I heard a drill sergeant once say he, he was talking to, uh, uh, he was talking to all the soldiers who were in basic training, but they may, may maybe they cried not a little bit because they missed their, you know, parents. And he had a really good perspective on it. He said, well, you know, cried at night instead of shaming the guys. He'd say, well, you're crying at night because you had a good mama. You had a good dad. And I do remember that the first few nights of basic training, that, that wasn't necessarily the case for me. I'd actually, I left and I, I couldn't wait to get out of my house. I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get out soon enough. So it was a little different for me, but, but I did have some friends in basic training here, you know, especially the first two to three nights where you don't know what's going to happen. You can't call anybody. You don't, you know, and, and even if you can, all they can do is talk to you on the phone for five minutes. They can't rescue you. And that's really tough to do at the beginning when you've had this bed that you've gone to, you've had this home that you've lived in, you know, it's not easy to do that. And th there would be people who, you, you know, believe it or not, infantry soldiers or future infantry soldiers who'd be crying in the barracks. But I'll never forget that drill sergeant who, who, you know, he, he wasn't encouraging it. He didn't say keep it up, but he also didn't shame them for it. He said, it's going to be tough. You know, you're going to cry a little bit well, because you had good parents. And it usually were the ones who had good parents who, you know, it was hard for them to make that. But that's that that's an aspect of change. It's, it's kind of the price of change. You have to move through grief anytime we're going to change. Whether it's forced on you or whether it's a change you decide to make, all of it causes grief. <clears throat> John Maxwell goes on, he says this, management expert Tom Peters gives a perspective on this idea of change and how much it's going to cost you. And he suggests, don't rock the boat, sink it, and start over. If you desire to be creative and do something really innovative, that's sometimes what it takes. You got to sink the boat, start over from scratch. You must destroy the old to create something new. You cannot allow yourself to be paralyzed by the idea of change. So again, number one, change is going to happen whether you like it or not. And number two, without change, there can be no improvement. So again, I'm looking at this, going back to what we started with, I'm looking at this idea of chat GPT and AI, and man, it is just nerve wracking. But think of all the great improvements it's going to bring our society, AI. And then number three is make a commitment to pay the price for change. And the reality is if we're this is a leadership podcast. So if we're consistently moving in the direction that we should be, we're becoming better leaders, we're creating better teams, we're creating better organizations, if we're doing the things we need to be doing, change is going to inevitably happen, which means we have to understand and be willing to pay the price for that change. I remember years ago I was leading um I was working for a large church and I was, I was leading one of their programs. I was trying to grow it. And, um, as I was growing it, I had a certain set of rules and standards and, and I quickly realized if I'm going to keep growing this, I've, I've got to change these. And, and 
And some of it had to do around personnel. We had to kind of change some things out when it had to do with personnel. And it was very tough to do. Very tough. But instantly, when we make some of those changes, we begin to experience new growth. Because the people that were in those positions before, uh, as good of people as they were, and they helped us get to that level, they weren't able to help us get to that next level. And so we had to make some tough changes. It was not easy. It wasn't fun to do. But there were changes that we that we had to make. And the outcome was better for the team, better for the organization. So it's just a reminder today for anybody who's in a season of change. It's coming whether you want it or not. You got to understand that, that, you know, if you want to improve your life, you want to get better, you want to, you're going to have to make changes. And then you got to be able to make that commitment to say, I'm, I'm going to stick this out. I'm going to do it. It might be difficult. Uh, there's going to be grief involved, but it's worth it. And I'm going to make sure that we're paying the price because this organization is worth it. This team is worth it. My life is worth it. But this relationship I'm in is, is worth it. So we got to kill off the old to bring in the new change. It's very important. Thanks so much for listening today. Just a quick reminder for you. And I hope it's added value to your life and to your leadership. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Uh, I'll see you soon. Take care, everybody.